0: Welcome to This Week in Photo. Bandwidth for this podcast is brought to you by CashFly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, or online store. For a free trial and 10% off, just go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TWIP1. This week on TWiP, a special New Year's show about theft versus creative inspiration with the godfather, Rick Salmon. It's Wednesday, New Year's Day 2014, and this is TWiP. Happy New Year, Rick.
1: Well, happy new year, man. This is so uh, so cool. This is a great way to start off the new year, right? Talking Tell about you. photography, seeing my friend who I'm going to see at a Sumer Electronics show in yep. Vegas. Soon. So it's yep. good.
0: Next week we're going to hang out. We're going we're gonna to do some so Well, before we get into that, well, first I want to talk about you because you haven't been on the show in forever. You and I haven't had a conversation since, geez, what? It's been
1: like four months or something ridiculous. Four like months, it. but it's always fun and educational and fun, and I always learn a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, likewise. So what have you been up to? I know last time we talked you were, you like circle, circumnavigate or, or go around the globe every few months. You're popping around from country to country and you're probably always stuck in customs like Trey,
1: right? Right, <laughs> right. Well, actually, I did a video. We're going to talk about his Arcanum, right? The Arcanum site coming up. Yeah, But yeah. I did a video when I started off the video. I'm in uh, Myanmar, right? Yeah. Which is on the other side of the planet. It was forty four hours, Frederick. Forty four hours coming back door to door, the boat to the cab to the hotel, to the this and the that. Forty four hours? Yeah, but but I start off the video, I say, Well, I'm in Myanmar. And the good news is if I had to be stuck on Earth anywhere, I'd be stuck here and I wasn't stuck in customs. So, okay. <laughs> So your listeners who know about it and your viewers who uh, know about Stuck in Customs and Trey and Stuck on Earth, he does an amazing job with that. And I think with the Arcana, man, oh, man, he's going to be doing and we're going to be doing uh, some really cool stuff with that. Yeah, we're we're both involved in that. So yeah.
0: 44 hours, though, uh, you can it get was, to the moon in 44 hours. You right? could, you
1: could. But, but Frederick, <laughs> it was so worth it. This is You know, I've been to Thailand, Cambodia, Laos, uh, you know, Nepal, Bhutan, India. This place is very special. This is like going back like a hundred years. I don't think this place has changed in in a hundred years. Well, they have cell phones now, but Uh we're 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 on these small little boats and we're going through these floating villages and these floating gardens. And we're in this one place called began where they had more than three thousand temples. And you're on top of one of them, and you're looking out. You can see all these temples, and inside there's paintings of Buddhas, like reclining Buddhas more than a thousand years old a thousand years old wow. it was amazing it was amazing. Uh, oh yeah and the, I like the whole Buddhist uh, the Buddhist philosophy my light is like going down here yeah. I like the whole Buddhist philosophy and the monks and uh, the whole you know there's very uh, it's very calm
0: <laughs> yeah well yeah very Zen right <laughs> yeah it's very Zen all right, before we, I want to talk more about that. Before we do that, I want to thank our wonderful sponsor and the first sponsor of 2014, the 2014 series of This Week in Photo, and that's our friends over at Squarespace.com. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, or online store. For a free trial and 10% off, just head over to Squarespace.com and use the offer code TWIP. 1. And you know a couple things about Squarespace. They've got a new Metric app for iPhone and iPad that allows you to check your site stats like page views, unique visitors, and social media follows. And with the blog app, you can make text updates, you can tap and drag images to change the layout and monitor comments on the go. Squarespace is really easy to use, but if you need help, they've got an amazing support team that work 24 hours a day seven days a week. And Squarespace starts at just $8 a month, and that includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year. So you can start your free trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. Then when you decide to sign up, you can just make sure to use the offer code TWIP1, and they'll knock 10% off of the price. That's twip ONE the number one, to knock 10% off, and also to show your support for This Week in Photo. And we thank Squarespace for their support. Squarespace is everything you need to create an exceptional website. All right, Rick, so let's continue this discussion. So you were over there being all zen and relaxed and becoming one with Earth. What were you doing over there? Are these self-assignments where you say, you know what, let me throw a dart at a map. That's where I'm (laughs) going next.
1: I mean, or, you know, how does that work? Well, there are self assignments, but I think, you know, I give a lot of seminars a year and I do books and apps and all that stuff yeah. and I need new pictures. No one's going to want to come and see me if I keep showing the same old stuff. Yeah, content. So, yeah. so I go, content is king, as you know. Yeah. Uh, so I went over there and, you know, to photograph, you know, the scenery, the monks, the, the temples. The mostly the people, you know. I, I love people. I tell people my specialty is not specializing, but when it comes down to it, I really, really do love photographing people. So it's, it's a great learning experience. Also, I think you now to grow, I think we have to put a little bit of pressure on ourselves. Yeah. Like I'm making a big investment in in time and whatever to get there. Right, it's a two week trip. Yeah. I better come back with good stuff. Yeah. I better come back with this. So you know, my wife is with me, and after four days, she says, "You look. You finally look relaxed because I put a lot of pressure on myself. I got to get this picture. I got to get the picture of the people. I have to take the portraits. I have to take the environmental portraits, the portraits of people doing things." Yeah. Like we photo- we're going to have. I think you're going to have a link on your show notes. You know, <clears throat> I have this Myanmar gallery, and mm-hmm. we photographed what's called long, long-necked women, where they put all these gold rings around their neck. Yeah. It's an optical illusion. The necks aren't really stretched to push us down the collarbone. But you know, I put a lot of pressure on myself. I do a lot of research. I have the best guides. I'm going to three different places. I better come back with something I better come back with something, <laughs> well, that- back with something good. How do you, so that, that's Rick Salmon,
0: right? The Godfather tr- globetrotting with his camera. <laughs> How does that translate to normal people that are trying to get inspired and they're, you know, sure. they, they have all their gear, they've been here mirrorless, they got this or they got their D800 or their Canon right. or their Sony or whatever and it's sitting in the bag you know, by the front door and they're like, okay, what should I go shoot?
1: I don't want to go shoot the park again. How do they get inspired? Well actually, <clears throat> when you say they don't want to shoot the park again, one of the videos I just did for the Arcanum, <clears throat> I'm shooting at the new Croton Dam. If mm-hmm. you ever come to New York, I'll take it there. It's about five minutes from here. I go there a lot and I keep shooting. I'm looking for different angles. I'm trying different composition techniques. I'm using different shutter speeds. I'm using different apertures. I'm taking the tight shots. I'm taking the wide shots. And I think that's really a good project. If we could go back to the same place Say say you know it's a new year. Okay, in January I'm going to go to one spot. I'm going to get a, a great shot. Then we go back to the same spot in February and get a different shot. By the end of the year, if you could come up with twelve original different shots, and maybe it's the same shot, but maybe you want to play with the plug-in Maybe you you know we want to take you know plugins by taking out some of the true color, take out some of the reality from the scene. And when we take out some of the reality, our pictures can look a little more artistic, a little more creative. Yeah. So just keep going back trying to do new stuff you don't have to go uh, to the other side of the world and get deathly sick like I got coming back I was I was was so sick I was so sick for uh, two weeks but I'm I've been back about two weeks now Hmm. but you know say (coughs) excuse me say you want to go to uh, the Golden Gate Bridge do a search on pictures from the Golden Gate Bridge there's amazing different, so many different pictures with the fog, without the fog at night, with the reflection in the water. Yeah. Now, I think we can get very inspired by looking at the pictures you know, uh, on Google+, on the Stuck on Earth, all these great sites to, to get inspired. Because we have to get inspired, and I got inspired by doing a lot of research on Myanmar, a lot.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's what I heard like the last time I think we spoke, to, well, that's one of the, the major tones that you recommended for when you're traveling to foreign places especially, is to do your research, do your homework before you get over there so that you know what you're going to shoot, make sure you have a guide and all that sort of thing, right?
1: Well, that and also the clothing, like we're, we were in about three or four different temples and monasteries and nunneries uh, a day. And if you have hiking boots on, you're going to have to unlace them. This is going to slow you down. So, you know, you wear sandals, uh, you know, you bring uh, tips, you know, do- a dollar. in the, It's about a thousand. I forget what they call their money. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you have to be, you want to, you, you don't want negative surprises. You want pleasant surprises. But yeah. you don't want, uh, you know, checking out the weather is really important too. Yeah, that's that's so, cool. So, so it's all always- the stuff. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, it's it's the the research, it's the planning. But you talk to my wife sometime. Uh, you'll see that I put a lot of pressure on myself to come back with uh, what I feel are good pictures. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Okay, let's let's you you mentioned the Arcanum a couple of times, and that's Trey yeah. Radcliffe's newest venture. Trey, yep. the the Midas Touch guy of photography. Yeah. Um, you and I are both involved. We're both uh, masters in the Arcanum. Tell me what you think the Arcanum is, and how's that? How is it gonna? Change, shake up the education world in photography.
1: Well, it's basically I think it's kind of like portfolio reviews. You know, portfolio reviews are really positive and very popular. So this is going to be like only the different instructors. You, me, Trey, um, uh, Dave Cross is in there. There's yeah. a I think there's 40 now. There's 40 different in, uh, instructors there. So yep. people can come to us and get our opinion. And I always say it's very subjective, right? No, you're looking at me now, you say, Oh Rick, you know, you know, maybe the lighting's not so great in your office, you know, whatever. You know, you'd look cooler in a black T shirt. <laughs> Everybody looks cooler in black T shirts it, It's freezing. It's freezing here. So anyway, it's gonna be this community. It's gonna you know, like Trey has with his uh Stuck on Earth. This is gonna be a worldwide community of of learning, of sharing. So people are not only gonna learn from the our kind of masters, but they're gonna learn from other people in the community. And mm. I know from the different communities that I'm a part of on Google Plus I say man oh man I wish I had that shot or wow I didn't think of doing that at the new Croton Dam or, or whatever So it's gonna be a fantastic place where people can share their ideas learn and grow and then move up in their uh, in their uh, field of photography or level up, yeah, yeah. And I think
0: you know one of the things that that drew me to it, other than you know Trey's just awesome, and I wanted to yeah, get yeah. In on the ground floor of something that he's involved in, yeah. But was the the idea of bringing back the whole master apprentice metaphor yeah. of training, which you know, like like he says in the in the promo video they put out, it's that's a style of training that seems to have been lost over time. You know, some some. Uh, industry still have it, but in yeah. photography, there's not a whole lot of—I mean, not a whole lot of hand-holding or learning from people that know more than you, other than like second shooting and wedding and that kind of thing. Right. So, so it's uh, yeah. I think the, the what do you think about the master apprentice
1: piece of it? Do you think it's a uh, it's a it's an idea whose time has re I, I think so because you know then you know <clears throat> people will stay with you for a while and the apprentices yeah. can hang out and and they'll all yeah. all like maybe they all won't grow. Grow at the same rate, but they'll all grow and they'll all share and they'll all, you know, this is a cool thing. It's 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 interactive, and and that's what uh, some online training, you know, doesn't have. It's not as interactive as it could be. So the I think the interactive aspect of this. So you and I will be going on our. um, on our Acanum sites at three o'clock in the morning because we know we have to help out these apprentices. I mean, it's exactly. going to be—it's going to require some work, but what's what's more fun, you know, than teaching and sharing?
0: Yeah, that's what it's all about. It's going to yeah. be exciting. It's going to be an interesting twenty fourteen. So, so Rick, yeah. you know, one of the the main topics that I want to talk about in this particular show, you know, in. Just just the idea overall of what's a I was thinking what's a really important topic that I could talk about for this important show of twenty fourteen. I was racking my brain, racking my brain. I sent you an email. You responded, of course, as the godfather with, let's talk about this thing. So <laughs> that's that's what we're gonna talk about. Okay. And that whole thing is about stealing and theft with regard to photography. And to set the stage up, you send me this link from uh, SLR Lounge about a workshop that was stolen. We'll link to it in the show notes. We don't need to get into the depth of what that particular case is about because I think there may be some litigation or something going on there. But apparently a photographer went to another photographer's workshop and then decided to do his own workshops, which basically were in a lot of ways mirroring the original workshop. So kind of forced master apprentice. Right. <laughs> right. So, right. That's So. Funny. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about that. First, that particular case, for one, so from the from the, the context of a photographer goes to a workshop, sees some cool things happen at that workshop, and then decides to go do their own workshops. Where's the line, Rick, between, okay, you're copying and you are creating? Where's that line between copying and creating when it comes to education like this?
1: Well, I think as long as you give credit... You know, as long as you give credit, it's it's okay. You know, like Scott Kelby has a book, uh, Light It, Shoot It, Edit, or something like yeah. that, right? Yeah, I think oh, I did yeah. Right. Okay, dig it out. Did you have any of my books back there? There it is, right there. Look at that. Okay, that's pretty good plug for Scott Kelby. So what's the exact name of the book? It's called Light It,
0: Shoot It, Retouch It. Learn Step by Step How to Go From Empty Studio to Finished Image.
1: Okay, so if I'm giving a presentation you know, out in uh, San Francisco, you're not too far, right? Or are right. you in San Francisco? No, I'm outside of San Francisco. Yeah, you're Okay. So if I'm given a presentation, I say, and I start billing my 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 uh, talks. Okay, I'm going to do a seminar. Light it, shoot it, retouch it. You know, and I say mm-hmm. I came up with this great idea that we have to go through this whole process. You know, <laughs> it's not right. Mm-hmm. However, if I'm given a presentation, I said, you know, Scott Kelby says you have to light it. You have to shoot it. Right, and shoot it, you know, artistically or whatever, and then you have to retouch it. You know, and I got these ideas from Scott, you know, and you know, he he has this style of this. I th- I think it's okay. But when you don't give credit and you're you know, there's a lot of young photographers out there, my friend, who who are, you know, copying. There's three or four this year. Yeah. That, yeah. We talked year. about
0: some of them on the show that we're copying whether it's arts or tweets or you know all kinds of Contents, stuff people are repurposing
1: yeah. yeah no it's 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 crazy first of all i, I can't imagine they would do it because it's yeah. so we you know with the internet it's you know it's very easy to to uh, to, to find this stuff out but I, I always get you know my you know what's the old saying give credit where credit's due don't yeah. try to you know we all learn you know i didn't come up with you know rembrandt lighting <laughs> but For i sure. use uh, re, you know i didn't say oh, this is salmon lighting and yeah, I, I did this picture, uh, the girl with the pearl earring.
0: Yeah, I'm going to bring that up for the folks that are watching this. I want to keep talking, Rick. I'm going to i to bring that that particular work. Yeah. Up. So
1: so what I wanted to do is I encourage my students when I'm teaching speed lights and lighting, I say study the work of the masters. If you want to learn portraiture, study Rembrandt, study Vermeer. Okay, and the girl with the pearl earring. This is Vermeer's uh, one of his most famous uh, paintings. Oh, uh, there you go. Uh, so I tried to copy the light. If you look closely, I have the same kind of catch light in the eye as Vermeer has in his painting. I also saw the movie uh, with starring Scarlett Johansson of uh, the Girl with the Pearl Earring, and my friend's daughter looks kind of like the Girl with the Pearl Earring. Mm-hmm. Looks kind of like the Girl with the Pearl Earring. I thought, uh, especially in the in the movie. So there you see on the left. Uh, a painting and then in the middle you see I saw uh, I was uh, in an airport and I see the cover of New York magazine and I said I wonder where this guy got the idea from there's yeah. a photographer right I mean look at the lighting it's not the pearling but it's almost the same kind of lighting right yep
0: yep so anyway
1: if you're going to want to do still lifes, you know, look at the uh, still life. Look at a bowl of fruit by the master painters. We can learn so much. But don't say, "Okay, you know, I'm coming." You know, this is my my artistic uh, picture. And these, these are just on. This is the whole story of how I did it. My niece helped me with the props and uh, and stuff like that. But we have to give credit. There's a great book out. Speaking of artists, and it's called. Just came out this year. It's in PDF form. You could read it in about 20 minutes. Download it to your iPhone or iPad wherever uh, or mobile device it's called steal like an artist and in the book what the author talks about is that you know we we could we could learn so much from artists you know I play guitar I try to play it doesn't sound like I have my guitar over there I try to sound like Clapton I try to sound like Santana this is how you know we can get inspired you know I try to sound like Chick Corea on the keyboard there there you go Uh, Salvador Dali is quoted in this book and Dolly so, said something to the effect of, uh, "If you're not willing to steal, you're not you're not going to create anything." <laughs> yeah. And so I think we can, you know, we don't want to, you know, very powerful title, right? He could have called it. The author could have said, you know, "Learn from the masters," right? But I'm, I doubt if it'd be a New York Times bestseller as as this is. Right. So the idea is, yes, let's get inspired by the work of others. Actors do it, right? Yeah. I take a so, how do,
0: so as as a photographer, though, it's no. I and I, I get what you're saying about credit the source, right? Mm-hmm. So be inspired, and if you do something that's substantially similar to the what you're being inspired by, don't claim it. Don't claim the, you know, the the creative high ground that you came right. up with this thing because you probably didn't. Um, so be transparent, which is right. I think is the key in in much of life, right? Um, but how do you? Where's the line with that? So if you you know, we they they've been talking about this like in the recording industry when people right, you yeah. know do the the sampling and all that stuff. If you're sampling creative ideas and synthesizing them and adding your own salt and pepper into the mix and coming up with something new, where do you draw the line between what you you should credit the source or you are the source?
1: Where is well, that? line I, I I think it's plagiarism. Like yeah. you know, yeah. if if uh, if um, if I write a song, and I'm trying to think of like a Beatles song, you know Maxwell. You write silver a song Hammer. that
0: makes their whole world sing. Is that what
1: you May, mean? May, I could do that, <laughs> or I could write a song. You know, bang bang. You know, in Maxwell Silverhammer, You know the Beatles song. Yeah. You know, bang bang. Frederick Van Johnson Silver Hammer. If I if I wrote that, you know, or uh, or uh, bang bang. Uh, Frederick Van Johnsons. You know, I have my uh, Wacom uh, stylus here, yeah. silver stylus it would be a, a rip-off, it would be yeah. a, a total rip-off of that um, and in this uh, video that we're talking about you know the stolen workshop mm-hmm. you know the the one instructor he's he's given a little demonstration of a mic so he says and you could drop this mic so the guy you know who went to his workshop does the same thing the instructors given this workshops talking about well you know if you shoot in um, you know, it has to do with music. You know, three four is different than five four and all and then this other fella said, Well, you know, it's three four and five four. You know? It's just so many. They're about twenty different, there are about twenty different, maybe more, yeah. different exact, exact words. And yeah. I think it would have been okay. I think it would have been okay if he just said, you know, I went to this workshop and I learned because these things are not new. that they're, they're not new concepts. Right. But, but
0: if you if you if you like in the case of that workshop, you go to the workshop and you record it, you know, in your head or otherwise and essentially do a verbatim and build a script from it and then re deliver it and charge, yeah, then that's that I smell something. I
1: rotten. think it's charging. I think that's that's what it is. It's it's uh it's making it's making money from that. Yeah. You but know?
0: if he would it still be okay in the case of that workshop if the if the 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 person that allegedly Misappropriated the content from the first workshop. If that person at the beginning of the workshop said something like, Hey, you know, I went to this great workshop by this other dude, I learned a bunch from it, and I'm incorporating some of the learnings into my workshop and putting my own spin on it, but I wanted to share with you that kind of like a disclaimer at the beginning
1: would that have made it okay well i'm not a legal expert it might have it might have made it okay but that could be you know well, morally maybe yeah. someone some, morally yeah, yeah. Uh, you know i teach a lot of workshops i give a lot of seminars and you know whenever my friend jack Resnicki. i don't know if yeah. you know jack he teaches I know jack at, very at well yeah yeah he, i have one he, of his he, books up here too <laughs> I, not, he talks about the legal side right Yeah. I use a picture every time I, I use I teach us his, his style of lighting it's a picture of just one light the subject looking right into light I say Jack Resnicki showed me that now I give him credit every time but I've seen Karshevato with pictures with the same type of lighting right? right so you know maybe he got the idea from Karsh of Ottawa, or, or who's basically for the listeners who don't know it's like yeah. the Ansel Adams of portraiture you know wh- who knows but you know we all get ideas but just don't say you know or, or teach something you know like if I go through that you know see like an artist if I did you know a whole blog post on all the same ideas in there right're right. probably right. not new ideas but what,
0: them- what would you do, Rick? so you like you said, you do a bunch of workshops what do you do if or let's say you know one of your workshop attendees is, oh, I love Rick salmon I'm inspired and then 2015 you see a workshop series pop up that like this workshop that we're talking about mirrors what you did it without giving you any credit what what would you do what's your recourse
1: well like I do Iceland workshops everyone goes to Iceland yeah I do uh, I do uh, workshops out west you know everyone does workshops out there and I started this thing a while ago about four years ago called photo caravans mm. okay where it's fun we're like uh, I'm going to Florida in January and we start in St. Augustine, go to Merritt Island, go to um Delray Beach in Miami. Right? So it's a photo caravan and people drive themselves and we meet up and we shoot. It's a ton of fun. Cool. So I do these out west and now I see other people are doing this. Now if I had copyrighted, you know, photo workshop caravan would be a different thing. But yeah. I didn't copyright it and you know, that's probably probably not a a new idea that maybe was never called a photo workshop caravan. Yeah.
0: So well, let, me, but, let me make a note, because I'm going to start Frederick Van's Photoshop workshop. There, there you go. There you go. I love it. But at the beginning of every caravan, I'll say, I was inspired by Rick Salmon. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> but I, I think getting inspired is uh, important, and uh, I think we have to stay inspired. We have to keep inspi- inspiring others, and I think inspiring others and, and learning, all this stuff keeps us uh, young and healthy. You know. Yep. I'm talking to this Buddhist monk. So I'm asking this Buddhist monk, what's the most important thing in Buddhism? And his answer really surprised me. I thought it might be the spiritual thing, whatever. He said the yeah. most important thing in Buddhism is staying healthy. Yeah. And he said if you're healthy, then you can do everything else. You know, if you're not healthy, if you have a toothache or this and that, you can't, you can't really concentrate. So I yeah. spend a lot of time trying to keep healthy. Well, I know you're in great shape. You stay healthy. I try to, yeah. 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 And you're right. you it, it, it it seems really
0: basic and fundamental, like that your health would affect your creativity, but it does. I mean, if you have a headache, you can't write, you can't think, you don't want to do anything, you just want to stay on the couch, you know. Right. You know, even if like you you burn yourself or break a bone or something, then all your attention is going to that, you know. Right. And it can't be
1: everywhere; it can only be right there. Yeah. So. Also, I I was doing this workshop out in. Um, out in the national parks. When the national parks were closed, by the way. We yeah. when the people, government shut down. Yeah. We, uh, we were there for like ten days and I had ten people and the day the workshop starts, the government shuts down the parks. Now, of course they have enough money to put up like a million cones and stanchions <laughs> and ropes to keep people out, right? But they don't have enough money to keep the parks going, Frederick. Right. So but anyway, one morning we're at Goblin's of uh, Goblin Valley State Park. -hmm. An incredible place to shoot, but as sunrise was was fantastic. The sun, the sky, the color, the foreground elements. I ran around probably about two miles in in about a half hour trying to get the different positions. If you're not healthy, you're not going to get shots. Yeah. So being healthy is uh, is really important. Yeah. So Rick, let's continue this. So just to to close off the topic of stealing
0: and borrowing and operation and all that, where in where I spend a lot of time is on on sites like, uh, of course, Google Plus, looking at other mm-hmm. photographers' work, and Flickr, and 500px.com, and Shutterstock, even just poking through mm-hmm. and looking at some of the work, and I stock photo, you know, these services like that, where you can see it's not not work from famous photographers, it's like work from People that are just yeah. doing insanely cool stuff and sharing it. Right. That's one way to get inspired. What about you? So how do you, how do you get inspired as you know the globe-trotting pro? How do you get ideas in your mind for the things that you want to shoot next?
1: I go on Google Plus a lot. Yeah. And I, I see what other photographers are doing. I do uh, go on Stuck in Customs. Actually, if you go, and on uh, Stuck on Earth, I mentioned the new Croton Dam, which is only a few minutes from here, right? Yeah, Five minutes uh, from here. You go on, on Trey's site, you know, Stuck on Earth, you'll see a lot of pictures from the new Croton Dam. <laughs> it's kind of cool. So wherever you go, I would say, you know, look to see what's out there and see what you like and see what you don't like. Same thing with music. You know, listen to uh, jazz artist or classical artists, whatever, see what you like and see what you don't like yeah. and pick that up. But I get inspired by doing that. Also, getting inspired... Um, I to say teaching workshops you know i've been doing this a long time i get people who's you know oh i, I picked up photography 2 years ago i got a digital slr and i look at their pictures and i look at they what they're doing my gosh in lightroom and photoshop i say how come i never thought of that yeah so i think yeah. we we and i think that's what their account is going to be good at too we're all going to grow yeah. we're all going to grow yeah. but i think it you know another thing the Buddhists say is uh, i'm not a buddhist but i whole, i like the whole philosophy sure. they say learning is health and I love that expression: learning is health. And the, the, the more we learn, the more we get inspired, the more we grow. You know, the healthier our brains are. Like I don't have Alzheimer's yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or if you did, you forgot about it. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I
0: know. So so Rick, on on that piece of it. So say I'm learning to, to bring it down to brass tacks and practicality yeah. here. So I find a shot. Say it's one of your shots. You know, I'm like, oh wow, this is amazing. I want to do something like that you know, what do, how do I approach, how do you go from, okay, this is a shot that inspires me to, okay, I'm ready to click the shutter. Do, should I just have like, in, in that, in the, the, uh, the shots we were showing of the, you know, the shot that you did, Yeah. Um, you had an actual image on set with you as you tried to recreate the shot. Is that the way to do it? Or do you take elements and incorporate them? What's the best way?
1: Well, the the girl with the pearl earrings—that's what we're yeah. talking about, right? right we right, went, right. we we got, we got all the props, right? Yeah. We had a we had a black background, so we we, we put the whole uh, thing together, and then we were, you know, we had, every picture everyone's taking. Like I'm looking at the picture uh, on your wall behind you—is that Marilyn Monroe? It is Marilyn. Yeah. Okay, so even at that distance, a little soft from here, I can see it's from Alan Monroe. So I'm looking at that picture, and I could see, you know, the lighting on that. It's not strong side lighting, right? Yep. I see the the black. I see I see the uh, you know the folds in, in her dress. You know, I wish we could see that even a, a little closer. Or the Muhammad Ali picture. Yep. Uh, by the way, uh, Brian Gumbel talked about him today on the uh, Today Show, most inspiring person. But anyway, oh, nice. you know, I'm look I'm looking at that picture of Marlon Marlon Monroe, and people people could try to, you know, emulate the lighting there. You know, the model there with that white line. I don't know if it's, if it's a bar or whatever.
0: Yeah, I think it's 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 a some kind of bar. I think it might the, she might be in a black studio, and it almost looks like that seamless paper. Rolled up in the back or something. Yeah.
1: Kind of okay. Weird. So you know you could get the idea. If we, the whole thing is is really you know composition and light. Mm-hmm. So my picture, of the girl with the pearl earring, you know, it has very not strong side lighting, but it has nice side lighting. Okay. Here, this is a flatter lighting. So if we learn how to see the light, this, and, you know, our friend uh, Frank Dorhoff, who's also in the Arcanum, mm-hmm. you know, he, he has a great expression, and I give him credit for this every time I say it too. He says, when you think you need two lights, use one light. Mm. When you think you need three lights, use one light. (laughs) That sounds kind of funny. I always give Frank credit for that because I I love that. Uh, I love that. So once we learn how to see the light and what we want to create in our pictures, that will give us an idea of what we have to do. Do we have to use, you know? My friend, getting back to Jack Resnicki, Mm -hmm. because I gave that talk at last CES. Jack's in the front row. And I say, Jack, do you ever use like ten lights? You know, thinking he'd say no. He says, Well, I might use ten lights, but I want it to look like one light. Right. Yeah. <laughs> which, which was interesting. So it's we have to understand we have to understand light, how you know subjects reflect light, how subjects you know like a black t-shirt on my black jacket here. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, suck up light. We have to learn about uh, highlights and shadows and how we can control those highlights and shadows in Photoshop so I think yeah. learning how to see the light is probably one of the most important things to do.
0: Yeah that's that's critical and it, it, it definitely rings true about the one light thing because you know when you're outside Generally speaking, you have one light, right? You have the sun. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, right. You right. have the sun, yeah, it's reflected. If there's a cloud layer, you got a big diffuse light source, maybe you're reflecting off of things in the scene, but you have one main light source. And that's kind of what we're trying to get to in the studio normally is to make a shot that looks like it's normal, which we are all born under one sun,
1: right? Most right. of us. So. Right. And, and you know, when people with Frederick use like five lights in on the reflector under here and you have six catch lights in the eyes, yeah. you know, that that looks really bizarre. Right? Right. Right. So yeah, so to answer your question, you know, how do we do that? Um, you know we have to look i think at the at the light we have to think about you know what a lens is going to do is it going to compress the elements is it going to you know spread them out a little you know whatever yeah
0: all right, Rick, let's, let's move on to that. Let's jump into okay. some, some listener Q&A. This is a segment okay. where we take a question that's been uh, kind of percolating at the top of our listeners' minds and answer it. And this fir- this one that we're going to answer on this show is from C- or Sean Nell. Um, and he came in, f- or this question comes in from our Google Plus community page. And he asks, who are you marketing to and who is actually buying your services? So what do you think about that? I mean, who or are they- you marketing to,
1: Rick? Well, so this person's asking you, right? An expert yep. marketer, right? Right. Well, <laughs> I, think th- I think the answer is always <clears throat> whether you're marketing, whether you're giving a presentation, you know, know your audience. Mm-hmm. You have to know your audience. Like, I'm not marketing to wedding photographers, you know? Yep. Well, <clears throat> wedding photographers may get some tips from, you know, some of the things I do, but that's not my audience. My audience is, you know, the people who want to learn photography just about everything I do is about education whether it's the books, it's the apps, it's the blog, it's the Arcanum stuff, it's all the other online training it's about education. So I'm marketing to people who want to learn but if you're a wedding photographer you want to for example you know you want to market to people who you know want to buy your services and maybe you're only gonna market locally maybe you're gonna you know there are I think Catherine Hall another Arcanum person Mm -hmm. I think she does weddings around the world I'm yes, not sure. She does weddings around the world. so she's marketing to a worldwide audience. So yep. you have to know your audience, and a good way to know your audience is to listen. Right. And I think Twitter, you know I'm involved like you with all the different social media things. I think Twitter is really about more about listening. So uh, you listen it to is. what people say, right? And yep. if they're putting posts up there the, and they don't get any comments, maybe no one's listening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, and it's funny
0: it's funny you say that because the other the other piece that I tell photographers all the time, or one of the 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 mistakes or missteps that I see a lot of beginning photographers make in business is not knowing who the target market is or who they're speaking to. Like how can you have a conversation if you don't know who the target or who you're speaking to? In other words, you'll see photographers online that are say wedding photographers that you know they're they're posting all the time about wedding photography technique and you know I did this thing or look at this new lens I got and they're they're speaking to other photographers and when their whole goal for being online or most of the goal for being online is not necessarily to build their personal circle of other photographers it's to reach brides right so right. from a marketing standpoint the conversation would need to shift to Hey, look at look at these examples of great wedding photography that I'm doing. I could do this for your wedding too, rather than look at this new awesome fifty millimeter, you know, F
1: one four lens that I got that so no one understands yeah, yeah, outside yeah. of photography, right? I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. I took a long time ago, <clears throat> probably probably before you were born, the, the okay. Dale Carne- the Dale Carnegie course. And it's a ten-week course. You know, Dale Carnegie wrote this book, uh, "How to Win Friends and Influence People." Yep. But he also, and the course I took was a public speaking course. Mm-hmm. And the thing they drive home in that that course is to know your audience. But they also cover a lot of things, like being a good listener, which is what we're talking about on Twitter. You have to be a good listener. Like, if you and I at CES said we meet uh, someone. And we've never met the person before. And the person's just talking about themselves or what they're doing If you. And I go, yeah, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Far out. I love it. Person's going to go away saying, man, I had a great conversation with Rick and Frederick. Mm -hmm. Right? So we have to be good listeners. We have to listen to our audience. We have to get feedback. and, uh, And knowing that audience, that Dale Carnegie course, I tell my son, this is the best thing I ever did. Because knowing how to you know present yourself. By the way, this is interesting. You know what the most important thing when you're giving a presentation for the first thirty or sixty seconds? Do you know what the most important thing is? Body language. Oh. Because people think, oh, did I lock my car? My kids? Whatever. That's why I was going like this with my hands. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if if I'm just there in a room, okay. Everybody, welcome. This is like really cool to be here. But if you go, like, man, this is so cool. I flew in today to give you the presentation. I'm going to share my best stuff with you. I just came back from Myanmar. I was on the, you know, the clubs or the group's website. I see what you guys are doing. So you know, you that's a lot more more engage. interesting than yeah. You than know I mean? Engaging. You have to engage yeah. the people, and we have to engage people online with blog posts. You have to start off or a Google Plus thing. Yeah. Or, or whatever. You have to be engaging. That's a good word.
0: Yeah, one of, one of the things that you, you just said, I mean, everything makes sense, but one of them that rang particularly true was the whole idea of conversations and listening. And, you know, one tip that I give people um, that I, I heard somewhere online, I can't remember where, um, was the one answer – that will keep a conversation going that is a good response to anything that's thrown at you you know if mm-hmm. you're having trouble responding and that phrase is you could quote that's interesting tell me more that's it yeah, right <laughs> that's right you could say that after anything it will keep the
1: conversation going right yeah yeah so. you, you you have to be a good listener yeah you you, you 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 have to do that today mm-hmm. and I t- think today it's even more important to be a good listener and I think to be genuinely interested in the subject and getting back to you know the Myanmar pictures you know is when you're photographing strangers not only do you have to be interested you have to respect them this is my number one tip when you're photographing people whether it's someone in Myanmar or someone who might be on the top of the new Croton Dam or uh, under the Golden Gate Bridge there with the beautiful reflection Mm -hmm. you have to respect the subject and they'll know in a second if you are just in there to get the shot or if you are genuinely interested in so that's why I I spend a lot of time you know getting to know the subject and you know treating every subject with a lot of respect love it
0: love it very let's let's jump into the last part of the show here this is the the pick of the week segment and this is where you the guests can recommend something to the twip listeners that is somehow related to photography what do you got what's your pick of the week
1: Okay, well, getting back to Myanmar too, you know, I I had my big backpack with me, and I had my photo vest, but I like to travel light. When I go out shooting, I have one body with a wide-angle zoom, yeah, Canon twenty-four to one hundred five, usually, and one body with a telephoto zoom. So I don't have to like you know change lenses or dig through bags. So this Black Rapid uh, Duo strap, you know, lets you have two cameras hanging. Yes, you do look like a photographer, right? Some <laughs> yeah. people don't want to look like a photographer, but right. you can like pull up the cameras very quickly, and I think I get a higher percentage of shots because I can shoot uh, very quickly. So it's a black rapid duo strap.
0: Black Rapid Duo Strap, definitely, and we'll we'll link to that in the notes for this episode. And my pick is, you know, because we've been talking about inspiration and traveling and workshops and all this stuff, I just want to, my pick is to remind the listeners that you have an amazing series of workshops that you've set up that are going to be going on in 2014 and beyond. What are some of those workshops that that are coming up, Rick?
1: Well, we're going up to Iceland again. Been cool. to Iceland twice. Iceland is uh, is amazing. The Aurora Borealis, the ice. Actually I was it's in on my bucket lighting.
0: list to shoot the Northern oh. Lights. Yeah.
1: Come on, come on, talk to me. I we'll gotta go. shoot the
0: Northern Lights.
1: You gotta shoot the Northern Lights. You know what's amazing is how fast they come and go these curtains of light. Oh. And I found I had to do a little enhancements you know to get out some of the noise and and whatever but Iceland's amazing. I cried in this glacial lagoon, it was so beautiful, and some other people in the Zodiac, the inflatable boat, cried, because I, I, it was just incredible to be surrounded by the it was blue ice. It was overcast. Uh, it was, um, I really can't describe it, which reminds me of a quote by Lewis Hine, who I give credit to, too. <laughs> give me back. Yeah. Lewis, Lewis Hine said something to the effect of, uh, if I could describe in words what my camera captures, I wouldn't have to lug around the darn camera. <laughs>
0: Love yeah. it, yeah. So, it's like a picture co- is worth a thousand words, kind of
1: thing. Yeah. So yeah. we have Iceland coming up. We have uh, some workshops here in Croton on Hudson. I do my uh, Rick's Backyard workshop here, which I still love. Been doing that for five years. So, uh, yeah. you have to come here. We have a guest room. I need to come there. Uh, you're you're absolutely right, and that's
0: that's part of my one of the things that I want to do in 2014 is to get out more, you know, and travel more and take a cue from guys like you that are actually out there, you know, beating their cameras up. I don't want any, I don't want any pristine cameras anymore. I want my cameras to have miles
1: on them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm inviting you right now and in front of all your listeners to come Uh on my Croton Creative Workshop as a guest instructor in my guest room. We have good sushi here, too.
0: I'm there, and I love sushi. (laughs) I'm there. Yeah, let's definitely talk about that. I would love to do that. All right. All right, we're going to close the show out. I know you've got to run, Rick. Let's, um, first of all, thank you for doing this on Thank you, man. the first day of 2014. This is the perfect way to start the year as a conversation, to get inspired about photography and just hang out with my good friend, Rick Salmon. If you could leave the audience, the listeners, with one tip to, or, uh, you know, or an idea or a couple of tips or whatever to kick off the year the right way photographically, what would you say?
1: Well, when you just said that, I was thinking about, you know, my parents, my, both my parents are gone, and we were talking about the stealing business before. Yeah. When I was growing up, my mother had this little, like, holy card, and she said this to me all the time. I was so tired of hearing it, but now I think about it all the time, and what it said was, to thine own self be true. And I think that is, you know, well, I, Mom, Mom, I don't want to hear this. You know, when I was growing up, mother, I called her. But now this is so, you know, it really rings, rings, uh, rings true. We have to be true to ourselves. So whatever you do, be true to yourself. And, you know, you will do much better off uh, living your life as yourself rather than trying to live your life as someone else. And there are a lot of people out there trying to do that. Yes, they are. Yep, that's perfect. Perfect
0: advice, Rick. Thank you. Thanks again for coming on. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much, Frederick.
0: All right, listeners, and that brings us up to the end of another episode of This Week in Photo, the first episode of the new year. And throughout 2014, we're going to continue to endeavor to bring you inspiration, discussion, and all things education on photography. And be sure to check out our new revamped website over at thisweekinphoto.com, or if you want to touch base with me, you can check me out at my revamped website at frederickvan.com. And with that, it's time to take that lens cap off, and Happy New Year.
1: This Week in Photo is a PixelCore.tv production produced by Suzanne Llewellyn with technical producers John Riley and Alutha Jamakar.